0: What is holding you back from reaching your full potential? Is it mindset, fear, lack of direction or organization, distraction and complacency, comfort, or is it even your phone? There's so many things in our lives that keep us from living into our fullest potential. So many distractions, so many things that we allow to hold us back from being the people that we really are striving to become And so today in the episode, we talk all about the things that are holding us back and ways to move beyond those things and to focus on the things that can help propel us into who we want to be. up, everybody. This is Andrew May. You are listening to Story and Growth. I'm here with my co-host, Katie May. Hey, We are here today to talk about what is holding you back. We're here to shoot the shit and be real. If that sounds like something you're into, let's go. So yeah, we want to talk about things that are holding us back. I think oftentimes in our lives, we have things that just hold us back from being the people we want to be or being our highest self. And we are on a journey to discover our highest self, our best self. And so I think for me, one of the biggest things that holds me back is my mindset. And so like self-limiting beliefs, just where my mental state is with things. I think that that often is the biggest thing that holds me back from achieving the success I want to have within my business or health goals or any of it. So let's actually talk some practical strategies about how to help with coming up with ways of dealing with what's holding us back. So let's take mindset first. If your mindset is not right and you're really struggling with having a positive, a growth and abundance mindset, There's so many resources out there. There's a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. And uh, we had an episode on Mindset called Growth Versus Fixed Mindset, which is the whole premise of her book. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's episode number 16. And it's just called Growth Mindset Versus Fixed Mindset. And so basically the idea of a growth or abundance mindset is that there's plenty for everybody, that there's enough, that we are enough, and that there's enough in this world for us. Whereas a fixed mindset or a scarcity mindset, fixed mindset is more so there's only one way of going about doing this thing. This is the only way to do things. And so if you find your self-talk is very fixed in there's, there's only way, one way to do things, then that is uh, where you might need to kind of do a little bit of work and write down some of your mindsets in a journal And if you notice that they're very fixated in a certain way, then try to stretch your mind. And you can do that through different things that we've discussed before. For me, embracing discomfort and doing things, trying new things that I've never done before really helps me to stretch my mind and to get out of a fixed mindset. And a scarcity mindset is where you just think there's not enough for everybody, which just isn't true. And there may be things that have happened in your life that have led you to believe that there just isn't enough. Uh, There's not enough money. There's not enough friendship, love. There's not enough of something. There's plenty of everything. And, uh, that's kind of what that growth mindset is. So, uh, you know, it's easy for me to sit here on a podcast and just say, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, that's, that's your work to do. If you feel like there's not plenty If you feel like that, there's only uh, a set amount. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I would encourage you to do is to write down in a journal, you know, some of your mindset habits and reflect on those.
1: I think that's another thing that sometimes holds holds me back, holds us back collectively is not really realizing where your energy is going and like what's taking your energy, but what also like restores your energy and doing more of that. I think we, somewhere along the way, like we got this message that like life is supposed to be a struggle and it's supposed to be hard. And I agree, like things that you're working on aren't supposed to necessarily be easy breezy, but I don't think that we're supposed to live what are you smiling
0: about? Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl is where my mind went when you said that.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say easy, breezy, lemon squeezy.
0: That's, <laughs> that's also humorous.
1: <laughs> so I don't think life is supposed to be easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. No, it's not. Or lemon squeezy. But, but we're given
0: that messaging.
1: But I think we're we're not supposed to like suffer and struggle all the time. Like I think there's moments that are harder than others. But I think ultimately if something isn't giving you joy, like let's Marie Kondo this shit, Mm -hmm. like ask yourself if it's absolutely necessary that it stays in your life. And if it isn't, then it's time to reevaluate. And, you know, that can sound a bit harsh, especially if you're like talking about a relationship or a person in your life. And so maybe it's not that you like get rid of that person, but like maybe time to have like a real conversation. Like that's kind of where, our whole discovery of the affair came from, it was like me and I think you probably ultimately feeling like there was just something off and this was not the way we wanted to like have a relationship. And Mm -hmm. so we had to like sit down and have some honest conversations about the energy that we were kind of putting into our marriage. And then what are we both wanting to get out of our marriage? And if we're not in that place, then what needs to happen to make that so
0: And so let's take fear next. Fear is something that often holds so many people back fear of judgment, fear of what other people may think of us if we were to truly step into who we think we really are. Sometimes it can be scary, daunting if we have had people think of us in a certain way and then all of a sudden we claim something else and say, this is actually who I am and what I'm about. And it can be jarring to people. And that fear, you know, fear is essentially something that arises when we feel threatened. And often, whenever we are stepping out into the unknown, we are stepping into a place that is a little bit more unsteady ground. And we feel like we might be judged in those areas. And so my encouragement, fear is actually often thought of as negative, but it can be a very positive force in our life because it points out areas in which there is potential danger. Uh, But the thing is, is with fear that's imagined, and that is oftentimes irrational, the fear that if we do something or say something that people are going to judge us, like if people are going to judge us, which you know, people often do, it's not going to break us. It's not going to kill us. And that's kind of something I've had to come back to is that judgment is not going to be the death of me and fear is not going to be the death of me. And something to do in the face of fear is grow. Fear is a great place for you to actually grow. And so if you are fearful of either starting a new job or breaking out on your own as an entrepreneur or having a hard conversation with your spouse, fear can really be a indicator of things that you might need to actually do in your life. So pay attention to those fear indicators and those fear motivators because they are telling you something about yourself. It's it's a primitive thing and it was there to help us, you know, in the beginning, it was there to help us with (laughs) fear, helped us to stay alive. And so now it's still there, but it's really pointing us to things that are very important to us that we need to really pay attention to. So again, I encourage you to grab a journal, write down some of those things. We've got some really great episodes on fear. If you want to check back on those episode 37 was about using your fear as fuel. And episode 58 was us essentially asking each other what our biggest fears are and kind of walking a little bit more in depth through those. And Katie may add embrace yourself whole on Instagram. She does a whole fuck fear Friday kind of thing, uh, or, uh, fuck off Friday is what she does. But sometimes it's like fuck fear. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, when to let go of your fucks and all sorts of fun fuckery over there. So If you're into that, if you were offended by that, then maybe don't check that out. But if you, if that resonated with you, go over and check that out.
1: I think for, for us and a lot of people who have kids, like you sometimes have this excuse in your brain of having kids holds you back. Like if, I mean, we've said this before, like if we didn't have kids,
0: you motherfuckers knew
1: (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But I think what I've realized is, you know, one, our kids aren't going anywhere. They're here. We created them in this life and they're with us and we love them. And how can we use them as part of our experience and our journey and our adventure and teach them? How can they teach us as we're kind of learning and growing together? I think so often it's like, oh, when my kids get to this milestone or this age, then I'll do this or then I'll start this and I, while I will say like, we are in kind of a sweet spot. Our kids are five and eight, Ooh, yeah. like early childhood is, it's super draining. It's super hard. And so I, you know, if you would have asked me like three years ago, like what, what do you want to do with your life? I would have been like, I don't even know because these kids are just draining the life out of me. So I will say like, we're finally in this spot where I feel like we have a little bit more brain space because they're more independent and they're able to kind of do more. But that being said, I think we've also had to kind of push through some of that like limit of we have kids and we can't do all these things because we have kids. It's like, well, we can, we just have to be more creative. We just have to figure out better processes and systems and ask for help when we need it. And each of us take time like to do what we need to do individually as well and make time for that and support the other person to kind of have that space. And so I think for me, that's felt less like a a something that's holding me back, but only because we've really tried to like work through some of that for ourselves. But I hear that come up a lot for people that I work with moms, you know, other parents, it's like, that's a big reason that a lot of times people don't want to do the thing that they're wanting to do. Cause they're like, well, I have kids and it's just too blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Kids can be a big one. And so maybe for you, it's not kids. Maybe it's something else. So if a lack of direction, organization, or purpose, any of that is holding you back, you're going to feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But what I would say is to get a journal. If you don't have a journal, go buy one or just find a piece of paper. But I really think a journal is great because it's going to encourage you to keep going back to it and writing down more things in it. And what I would say is to write down some of the things that you feel like are your purpose in your life, that you feel like are your personal legend, the reason that you are here. You want a sense of direction. You need your your ship or your vehicle to go in a certain direction. And if you feel aimless, it really helps to write down some of the things that you feel are important to you. And with that, you can create goals towards what you're wanting to do. And so if you have the overall vision, then you can create goals, tangible goals to actually achieve, to help you towards that vision and then, you know, achieve that. And the organization piece can come with that. I'm not really an organized person, but I find that if I just take the time to focus on things, I can get organized. So, you know, that's, that's a mindset thing too. It's like abundance mindset. There is plenty of time. There's enough time in the day to get these things done. And to be organized or to sit down and journal. So make sure you take the time to do that. So, this is one of the biggest things that holds me back in a sense of time and it's distraction or complacency. And the phone for me is the biggest distractor. I've talked about it loads of times on the podcast about how YouTube is a huge distraction for me because it's just an endless pit. There's so many videos and sometimes I'll tell myself, Oh, this is helpful because it's related to photography or related to entrepreneurship or (laughs) related to growth mindset and any of that stuff. And what I also realize if you're constantly consuming, you're not creating. And so for me, that's a problem. If I'm not creating, if I'm not making content or just being a creator in general, because that's part of what my purpose is, then I don't feel in alignment. And so if distraction is something for you, I would figure out the ways in which you're distracted. If social media is a big problem for you and a big distraction, maybe making those apps harder to access or having like specific screen time or rules that you have for yourself that you don't break. So not having, if if you get on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any of those socials at night, you know, right around bedtime and it, it cuts into your sleep or you just like spend that last 30 minutes, an hour of your day on social and that can create anxiety before you go to bed too, which is not great. But I would suggest just not having your phone in your room. So charge it in another room for the night and then you don't have to worry about it. Or for me, uh something that is helpful, but it's it's also tricky is to during the workday not have my phone in the room when I'm working very intently on something. Because what happens is as soon as you get distracted, your mind kind of is diverted. And so your attention is not full. It's, you know, essentially like splitting. So even just seeing the notification, your mind is already moved over into a different direction of, of thought process. And so for me, just not having notifications turned on is so helpful. I know it probably drives my family nuts because I'll have like, you know, 300 messages, not <laughs> not looked at, text messages or mail. Like it's almost embarrassing, but at the same time, it's a protective measure for me. And as far as complacency is concerned, I would take a page out of Katie's book, which she always says to move your damn feet. And what she means by that is basically if you're feeling complacent or just not right, get up and walk and move your body and get outside. And if it's raining outside, take an umbrella. Don't come up with excuses or don't allow excuses for yourself to not get your body moving or yourself moving pick up the phone. I know we just talked about not picking up the phone, but pick up the phone and call a friend and say, Hey, I'm just like, so unmotivated today. I had a buddy tell me the other day that he just was feeling really like in a hamster wheel. And like, he was just kind of, uh, living groundhog day, basically just the same day over and over and not really growing and moving and doing the things that he wanted to do. And When he told me that, I instantly felt better about myself because I feel like that so often. And not that he was down, it made me feel like I could be built up, but it just made me feel like I wasn't alone in that thought. Because we see on social media so often, everybody else seems to be killing it. Everybody's doing so well. They've got the best bodies or the most followers or all the things that it seems like are going to make you feel more successful or feel more whole in this world and in this life. And it's just not true. It's a lie. And everybody struggles. Everybody has insecurities and it's helpful to reach out to others and say, Hey, I'm feeling complacent. I'm feeling down. Can you help me? And the thing is, is when we know that our friends are feeling that way as well, we can build each other up. And so that's the beauty of friendship. So reach out to your friends, reach out to your spouse. It may take a little vulnerability to just say, hey, I know it's spring and I'm supposed to be feeling better as we move into summer and, you know, things are starting, starting to open back up, but I'm just feeling off and down. And, you know, I, I imagine if it's a good friend that they will be more than happy to be supportive of you in that time. So for comfort, If we move on to comfort, comfort is one of those things that can be a killer. It's nice to feel comfortable and to take rest and to take breaks and do things that really make you feel rested. But comfort itself is something that will keep you in place because comfort is safe and comfort makes you feel like you don't really have to worry about anything. And so our bodies and our minds love comfort, but One of my values, one of the values of allegory and elm, story and growth, all of it is to embrace discomfort. And we had an episode with the Fools in Love podcast, episode number 13, where we interviewed them and we talk all about embracing discomfort. It's a great one. Go back and check it out. But the idea of embracing discomfort is not just so you can be uncomfortable it's because there is growth in the shadows. We grow more often in those places where it's difficult, not in those places where it's easy. And, you know, you don't have to be all about growth all the time, but if you're about complacency and comfort all the time, then, you know, you may find that you have lackluster results or a lackluster life where you want more, you desire more, you're watching all these these films or these things on TV And everybody seems to have these great, amazing adventures, but you don't. Why is that? Because you're not going out there and doing those things. And I'm speaking to myself as well. There are times where I just live someone else's adventure and I don't take the pen in my own hand and write my own amazing adventure for myself. So, yeah, that's my encouragement for just comfort and complacency as well. So self-limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves are something that can definitely hold us back from reaching our goals and living to our fullest potential and our highest self. And self-limiting beliefs are those things that we say, "Oh, I that's for other people, that's not for me." And we give Away our agency to others, and we don't allow ourselves the ability to do something because we've already in our mind determined that it's not possible. So, for me, a self limiting belief used to be I can't make six figures in a year, and you won't be able to make six figures in a year if you have that mindset. And once I kind of let go of that mindset, because I had this very small minded way of thinking about money and abundance in life, I was able to realize that I can. And once I said it, I can make six figures and I am going to make six figures and I made six figures or I'm, I'm making six figures. Those thoughts and that sort of Manifestation really helped me to actually achieve that goal. And I've done that. And it's, it does make you feel more powerful. (laughs) It's kind of funny to say it that way, but it has made me feel like I'm just much more capable and that there's a lot more power within me with mindset, with all sorts of things to achieve the things that I want in this life. And you have the ability to do the same as well. It's just kind of how we, look at life, honestly. And that's an oversimplification. I realize it's not, it's not strictly just about how you look at life, but that is the starting point. Because if you don't have that, then you definitely will not achieve your dreams. I think sometimes for me, when resistance comes in, I I do tend to cave a little bit too easily instead of persevering through what that resistance is. So like if I'm really crushing it towards a a monetary goal and then there's some shit that comes along that's like, ah, fuck, that kind of derails it a little bit or makes me rethink like what, what's going wrong. Um, I think that that sometimes can really hold me back or I just, you know, like I said, I can tend to step back into more of excuses as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, what solution can I come up with to, to answer this problem?
1: Right. Like you get kind of stuck in that story of, of excuse rather than really trying to be the author of your own story and say, no, I'm not going to buy this excuse anymore. I'm not going to let myself believe this anymore. Here's what I'm actually going to believe. This is the story I actually want to write that i do have a body that i'm proud of and i feel good in and that i do you know have abundance and you know create this life for myself essentially that i can envision but i actually can make it happen and mm-hmm. i think for a lot of people belief in themselves holds them back like they they don't have a belief in themselves in themselves
0: And stories, stories goes right along with self-limiting beliefs. So we can tell ourselves stories about who we are, or we can tell ourselves stories about who other people are and judge them and say, oh, this person is an asshole. And we sort of box them into that assholeness. And what we don't realize is that we're we're boxing ourselves out of having a relationship with that person or getting to know that person more because we're saying that they are a certain thing. We have labeled them in that way. That's their story and we are sticking to it. But if we can take off those labels and not believe every story that comes into our brain, then we can really be in community more and Uh, connect with other human beings more. And so a story I used to tell myself, and Katie has done this as well, is we're not readers. I'm not a reader. It's something our daughter told us. She's not a reader, but she's reading like crazy right now. And it's something I've become, I've had more of an appetite for reading, for knowledge, for gaining and growing. And so has Katie. She, She, she'll have like five or six books at a time. Uh, in a bag. And I'm like, are you reading all of those? And she's in various places and all these different books. And I'm much more of a, I got to read one book at a time kind of person, but it doesn't matter how you consume. It's just, don't tell yourself stories about yourself and about who you are. Like, I'm not an athlete. I'm uh, not fit. I'm you know, fill in the blank for you, whatever story you find that you tell yourself, especially if you feel like it's a negative story and it it may not necessarily be true. So question those stories that you are telling yourself about who and what you are. So in reality, there are so many things that try to hold us back from us being who we want to really be and us living into our fullest potential and into our highest self. And so This episode is a big encouragement for us to just take a pause, slow down a little bit and kind of assess what we want for our life and how we want to achieve our biggest goals. And so make huge goals, make massive goals for yourself. My mentor, he says, make unrealistic goals for yourself. And I really love that and respect that because... When you reach for what's impossible, even if you come short of that, you're going to far exceed what you would have done if you had just set a realistic expectation or a realistic goal for yourself. So reach for the unreachable, reach for the unattainable, and go out there and kick some ass. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review at Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. If you want to pick up some of our merch, you can do so at allegorianelmcom shop. You can get a shoot the shit and be real hat or a tri shirt. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at allegorian Elm. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers.